0: Welcome to Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Yes, g'day and welcome to another episode of Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Well, have you ever wondered what the Americans think of Australian rules footy? I know that I didn't really think that they were watching our game at all, let alone interested in it much until COVID when... Well there was nothing else to be put on TV and they had to put something on so footy was on because well we were one of the few games that were being played around the world at the time. So anyway we chat to a guy called Kurt Parsons who is a massive footy fan from America and he just shares all about how footy is different to all the American sports and he finds it more exciting plus he talks about the difference in sporting culture between the Australian sports and the American sports. So a really interesting chat, great insight into just you know international sport, and I reckon you're really gonna enjoy it. So let's get straight into it. Tell us a bit about yourself. So your name's Kurt. That's all we've got to go to start with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we need a last name?
0: <laughs> no, it's up to you, mate. How publicly known you wanna be.
1: Yeah, Kurt Parsons from Washington. Vancouver, Washington now is where I'm residing. I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Um, Portland Trailblazers for basketball fans. Yeah, and now I'm almost 50. Ready <laughs> to pass on.
0: Ready to pass on. There you go. <laughs> um, what were the main sports that you watched? Basketball and what else?
1: Basketball. I was late adopting football. I am um, a came up in a single mother household, so... I played the sports, but we didn't have cable or anything. So I wasn't, and she wasn't a follower of sports. So I didn't pick up sports until, you know, I really got more into television and watching stuff. So I remember watching my first Raiders game and I picked the Raiders off of that. And then they were garbage after that for the next 30 years. So, (laughs) so I just missed out. I got, I got to watch uh, Bo Jackson blow out his hip. That was like my, I was a sophomore in high school at the time, and like they were going into the playoffs, and just everything was great. And then he he breaks in half, and then from then on, it was the Raiders are no good. I think we made like one Super Bowl after that, but yeah, uh, right. yeah we lost. Yeah, yeah, we lost to the Buccaneers in big fashion. Yeah,
0: that's the thing about sport. I eh? like you can you can jump on a bandwagon, and then it could be mm-hmm. ten years of terrible sport to watch afterwards. I yeah. eh? um, so, so I was a. So my dad was from San
1: Antonio, so he uh, got me into the San Antonio Spurs. So I stayed a lifelong Spurs fan in high school was when David Robinson was by himself with the Spurs, and it was a wonderful time to watch NBA, especially from Portland, because the Trailblazers were big with Clyde Drexler at the time, and it was constantly the Spurs versus the Blazers, so all my buddies in school were constantly Blazers and the whole town was about Blazers and then I'm on the Spurs side and yeah that was amazing then just trying to figure out who was going to lose to Michael Jordan that was you know basically basically my entire childhood you know in high school so that that was amazing and then for me just kind of basketball just kind of slipped off it was no longer it started turning into you know, everybody says that Jordan kind of ruined the sport because it became such a, a one-man team, you know, and then it, it kind of goes to where it is. And then and then now you just have the teams making themselves. It's player run and and not so much about coaching. You know, back in the old school when when Phil came in and started working with the triangle offense, you could see how the offenses were different and stuff like that. And now you don't really see that in basketball anymore. It seems like it's more of a, you know, there's a three man game, and then as long as you have three big names, you're gonna do well. And then with NFL, I started to slip away with NFL when I just got really tired of all the specialization. You know, there's but the roster has like 58 people and they all play. You know, it's like there's one kicker, there's one, there's like three different snappers for all different types of snapping. There's a punter that's not even the same as the field goal kicker. So it's like when I was started watching Australian rules, like because we always talk about Here, like the old days of NFL, where guys played both sides, they played defense and offense, you know. So then, when you see Australian rules from that thing, like everybody's everybody has to tackle, everybody has to run, everybody, everybody might be called to kick a goal, you know. It's like there is some specialization within it for certain areas of the field, but still, everyone is called upon to do everything. And that's kind of what we are always clamoring for when we're watching NFL and that's what is touching me about the sport now as i watch it
0: yeah so is is that like a commonly viewed um, or commonly had opinion by americans or is that something that you just as a sports fan like? About? i know
1: it was me it was me and my buddies and you often hear about it when when you get on the blogs or you know people are complaining about it you know it's just like there's all these wild thoughts about what can make the game better and you know why has the game gone soft and why are these people making all this money and so there's always everybody has an idea of what they want to do to see the sport go back to the old way or something like that. So, and I'm sure you guys have it in footy. Cause I know obviously the sport has changed in the last 30 years. Mm. And I've heard some of the commentary about, you know, every time that the tackles get called like, Oh, we used to be able to do this. You know, that's kind of the same way. Yeah. All the football talk is, but, but yeah, I, I, I definitely heard it a lot. It wasn't just me and a couple guys making it up, but you know, the, you know, that everybody talks about the, how corporate American sport is. And, you know, it's a big, huge business and the business is more important than anything else. And that's what kind of, as I've gone on this journey with Australian rules, I've learned more about the, the community aspect of it and the academy bringing up, you know, cause like all of NFL players, they get, they go through university and play university ball first. And, Seeing the the way the academy system works in Australian rules was just kind of really interesting. Mm. As a, you know, it's kind of more like baseball here, where baseball, you can come out at 18 year old and be and get into the farm league in baseball and just try to work your way up, without having to make a university team, even though that that would help you out. But you could yeah. break through that way.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's real interesting. Like it's, it sounds like the sporting landscape in general is very different. Um, yeah, I do fear that the AFL is becoming more corporate, and I think you know it's trying to get inspired by American sports. But I think mm-hmm. um, yeah, the best of Australian sport needs to stay with our identity of not getting too sucked into the flashy lights and all that, and just keeping mm-hmm. it as pure as we can. I think as well, cricket. Like I don't know if Americans really follow much cricket, but you know cricket in its purest form is test cricket it's a 5 day match mm-hmm. and now right. since the ipl's come in um, which is the indian premier league it's you know it's a 3 hour match and it's fast and it's explosive mm-hmm. but it's like you just swing the bat and hope you hit it hard kind of thing right um and that's kind of taking away the pure and, like the purest form of the game and making mm-hmm. You know, new fans only love the short and sharp and impatient version, you know. So, right. yeah. So I suppose then, like, the question comes up of you're talking about how you've been inspired by Australian rules footy, um, but like, how did you even discover it?
1: So, the long story is that uh, back in the '80s, when ESPN was first starting, they did get Australian rules as some of their some of their early stuff that they were allowed to broadcast. They bought the package or whatever. I got the, the rights to show it in America. And my dad had just moved into a new apartment complex that had cable. So we had ESPN and we had HBO. So I watched whatever was on ESPN. And a lot of the times it was Australian rules. So this is like when I'm in fourth grade. So like eight, nine, 10. So it had an impact on me, but I didn't know what I was watching. And then then he moved out of that apartment. So that was, I just had this memory in my head. And when I got into my twenties and thirties and I started feeling that the, the sports that I love, the NBA, I didn't care about anymore. And NFL I was starting to turn sour on. I was like, you know, ESPN has 17 channels. Now they'll eventually get Australian rules. You know, I remember this game. This game is amazing. It'll eventually make it onto television. They just never did. You know, it's like they have the Ocho They're They're showing pickleball and, and yeah. ultimate Frisbee and stuff like that. But yeah. So I'm assuming that the NFL is keeping them out or just for whatever reason, the, the watch AFL, I don't know who they're associated with. If they're able to just keep the, the international rights to to footy so that ESPN can't have it or ESPN doesn't want to bid that much. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird that it's so completely impossible to, to see here. You had like, you were to go search it out. I was, I was assuming ESPN was eventually going to get it, but, they never did the internet starts getting faster and faster and faster. So in 2006, I'm like, okay, I'm done with American sports. I don't care about anything. I want to find Australian rules football. And then I find out that there's these international package. They have a really good streaming platform at the time in 2006, you could just buy the package for like $99 a year. And they had the entire archive of everything that was on video. So going back in the fifties, I could watch all the games from the fifties. It was ridiculous. So I would, that's when I got into it. I decided to, you know, I went on Wikipedia and looked at all the team histories and how did the sport start? And I'm like, Holy crap, the sport is, the sport's older than baseball. The sport's older than football. You know, it's like, how do we not know and appreciate this, you know? And so I decided that I would pick a team from the, from the original six. And then I decided that I would just go with the team that, you know, had the guy that came up with the rule set started it all. So that's why I picked the demons. And, and then luckily the financial disaster happened in 2008. So I didn't actually have enough money to pay for it. So I couldn't follow the demons for that 10 years where they were horrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I, there's a, a podcast that's a demon, a demon follower. And he just talks, you know, when I started listening to him in the 2020 and 2021, and he was still down on you. Like the demons are never going to be good. I don't care how good they are now. you They've been terrible forever. They're always getting our hopes up and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I got onto them. Perfect, perfect timing. Yeah. So, so that that's how I got involved and decided that I would just really, really get into it. But yeah, so from 2006, 2008, we watched it a little bit. I had another buddy that had the bombers as his team. We were living together at the time, so we just stayed up on it by ourselves you know just kind of watch the games together and then like i said i fell out for 10 years as i was having to rebuild my life and then once things got stable again in 2019 i was just like i'm gonna get back into it i bought the package again i don't know who this watch afl is associated with i don't know if they're associated with fox or i'm assuming it's so it's if you're outside of australia you have to buy the watch afl package
0: right yeah i'm assuming that's with fox
1: yeah yeah so it's it's all all of their shows that they have on there are fox branded stuff so i'm assuming that it is a fox thing but it's funny that it doesn't say fox anywhere on it
0: right that's interesting yeah okay um so did you end up watching all those old games from the archive or did you just watch modern games
1: i watched quite a few like 70s era stuff you know just kind of seeing how the different games were i don't remember anything and i I every once in a while read like, oh, this was the most amazing grand final or something like that. So I try and watch that. and But the the footage is is so unwatchable. It's like, <laughs> nah,
0: yeah. That's like, it was yeah, like one, camera, it. one camera for the yeah. whole stadium.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like watching watching the under-16s right now, you know, it's like, which is funny, which I don't do in American sports. I never got into high school football. You know, like some of the people that follow football follow it from, they know who's coming up who's going to get, uh, who's going to go to the big college. And then from there, and I don't, I never follow that kind of stuff, but I've been watching, you know, some of the under 18 stuff. And I, I find that interesting, the Vic Metro versus uh Vic country and all that kind of stuff. And So I am starting to become like a, a wild, crazy person watching all the.
0: You're a genuine who's Apple coming, fan. Who's right? coming up? Yeah. So then yeah,
1: I was trying to, I was trying to get some friends to watch the draft with me and they're like, we're
0: not quite that into it
1: yet. <laughs> yeah. I, know you, I know you watch the draft in NFL, so we're eventually going to get there.
0: Yeah, I, I think the draft is an interesting one as well because I think that's an area where the AFL is trying to become a little bit more Amer- Americanized, um, mm-hmm. trying to make it a little bit more flashy to watch and a bit more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, um, I suppose, yeah, you're obviously now I'm really passionate about footy. Um, I suppose what was it about footy that just made you go, like, oh, I just got to get more of this and that you're actually invested in the under 18s. Like you have to be a mega fan to be invested in that as well. You know.
1: Yeah. I think most of that watching the under 18s and watching ladies and all that stuff is just being able to take in as much of the sport and try to try to teach myself the sport as much as possible. And being able to see the people that don't have all the physical attributes of you know the the highest end players, being able to see what they're working on what are they trying to do then okay, that's the core of the sport and then so that's why I watched that stuff and then it's kind of fun to see like who are you all talking about who's who's this guy that's definitely the number one that that supposedly Hawthorne is tanking for but Apparently they keep winning by tanking. I so
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> other thing. Like the draft is designed so that if you come last on the yeah. at the end of the season, you get first pick. Mm. So it's like an equalization tactic. Um, yeah. But yeah. So but then we've got interesting rules like father son. So if you mm-hmm. if you yeah, play and the 100... academy
1: picks and all that kind of stuff. That that was really interesting to me. Yeah. So I that's... think uh, I have heard they're talking about possibly they're getting rid of the father-son or making it because like the 100 game threshold or the 60 game threshold whatever it is was starting to make it so some guys weren't able to have the father-son because they only made 40 games or something like that so they wanted to
0: yeah i think the it's 100 games but i I think um i personally reckon they should keep it at 100 games um Mm -hmm. i reckon you've got to be a, a you know historically i don't know what the word is but a servant of the club You know, like a a hall of famer of the club, or you know, um, life member, I should say, um, of the club for
1: yeah. Did Mason Cox just get his hundredth? Yeah, so
0: yeah, something like that. So he's um, yeah, his kids will be (laughs) available for it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but yeah, so why the core of what I love about the sport is that it's so I grew up playing soccer. I loved playing soccer. I didn't really care watching soccer, you know, because it, like I said, I can appreciate soccer, but it's still it's very very dry and. But I like that it's wide open. There's not a lot of structure. You know, teams have like some defensive setups and stuff like that. But there's not, you know, it's not NFL football. Like there's strict structure, and we're playing this type of defense and all that kind of stuff. So I love the openness of soccer, and then I love the the frenzied up and down of basketball, mm. and that the the scores can just go on these peaks and valleys, and you never really know who's going to win you know just by watching the first half you have no you still have no idea really who's going to win and so like that is incorporated with Aussie rules and then of course NFL football just the the physical nature of it you know not really necessarily the brutality but just the physical nature of it so i feel Australian rules has all of that it's a wide open sport yes there is structure and you can see that the coaches are trying to figure out different ways to move the ball around the field and you know they teach their guys to do it away but they can't just constantly being you know reinforce the structure once the guys are out there it's just kind of going and then there's obviously the physical aspect of it and then the the scores come in waves or you can have one game that's just back and forth the whole way or you have another game that goes one team goes up by 30 and then down by 30 and uh, it's just all it's just you never know what you're going to get when you sit down and watch a match and I really enjoy that and I also a lot of the metagame aspect that they do, the way they run the the finals, with the idea that if you get top two, you get an extra special bonus, you know. So even though like Collingwood is never just going to wrap up the season, they're not going to quit on the last two seasons because on the last two games of the season because they might fall out of second, you know. So you don't want to have that happen. And there was, I think, like three seasons ago, somebody was in third and then fell all the way down to fifth because of a, a bad loss at the end, and, like, then they lose everything. It's like, if you don't make the top four. yeah. So it's like it constantly keeps you necessary to continue playing. And then even within the game, since percentage is the, is the ultimate tiebreaker, you have to play. You need to score 150 points over the Eagles so that you can keep your percentage up. You know, it's not just like, oh, we're just going to get up by 20 and then hold the ball. You know, so it's like all of these things are so well thought out that keep the the players continuing to play and needing to be hungry within the game and within the season. And there's a lot of that stuff that doesn't happen in American sport because of the structure of how the playoffs happen or just, you know, we're already, we're only a third of the way through baseball. And we already know that there's like 10 teams that can't make it, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> so what, yeah, what are okay. they even playing for? You know, that was another thing I wanted to talk to you about was like in, in the three big American sports, they are just teams that you know are going to be—they have no chance constantly every year. And like I said, the Cl- Clyde Drexler was the last time the Trailblazers had a legitimate shot or anything. And you know, it's like thirty years ago. Mm. They're just a small market team, and they always bring that up. And then also, Oregon has uh, income tax, so they're—it's harder for, you know, they lose an extra fifteen percent of their salary because it goes to Oregon State income tax. So yeah, well. So there's all these kind of things. And there's the same thing in NFL and the same thing in baseball. Like one team, my team was the San Diego Padres. And they've been to the World Series once, maybe twice in my life. And they just never even make the playoffs. They always, they they bring people up through the system and then they get traded off after two years of, of good, you know, or somebody pays to take them away. You know, it's like we had Kevin Brown that got us to, the World Series, the one year, and this is going back to 1996 or something, and then the Dodgers take him, and he wins a bunch of World Series with the Dodgers, so it's like it doesn't happen in American sport that way. I, I can't think, you know, I've been watching the history of Australian rules. Is there, other than the Suns, who are obviously a an expansion team that had a difficult road because of where they are in Queensland, it's like there isn't a team that's just been dog meat for 30 years. It's like they, everybody has their within the next five or 10 years, we're going to put together a good team mm. and we're going to get close. We might not win a championship, you know, St. Kilda or whatever, you know, not winning the actual flag, but they're going to get close. They're going to give you a shot. They're going to give you something to to pay attention to. And I don't know, is there, an, is there a team on it? just always, you know, Carlton's trying to do it right now.
0: Yeah. Well, like Fremantle's never won one. They joined mm-hmm. in the nineties. The um, Gold Coast and GWS, they're the new teams, the expansion teams. and
1: um, Yeah, but Fremantle still have had a decent run with Fife,
0: right? They, did, they made one, right? They, yeah, they, they got, got to the grand World... final, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose like St. Kilda's probably the one with the biggest drought because their only premiership was in 1966, I think. Um, Carlton and Essendon, for example, though, they've won the most in history. 16 right. premierships i think it is for both of them but that's vfl and afl right like right right but then they're also the ones that have probably struggled a lot in the, since like since 2000 um but the,
1: but the bombers did it to themselves right they, yeah. they're yeah so <laughs> then, yeah but but, but carlton you know their last 10 years it's kind of just been like why are they why are they struggling
0: yeah, well, like this year, like you look at their list and you just think well, right. they've got no reason to be struggling. Yeah, yeah that should be up I, there.
1: I almost I almost picked the Swans last week. I was like I I don't trust Carlton, but looking at the Swans injury list and what they put up against the Ruse, I was like how can I not yeah. pick Carlton? Carlton Carlton is fully fully there and then they lose by 30 or whatever. It's just it's that just was ridiculous. Possible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode with Kurt Parsons. I hope you enjoyed our chat there. Uh, His perspective on Australian sport coming from the American um, point of view I found really interesting. Um, And, yeah, there's plenty more good chats to come as we dissect the other differences between Australian and American sports in future episodes. Anyway, thanks heaps for listening. Appreciate your support. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps a lot. Until next time, guys, have a good one.